Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast with me, Jamie. And Steph. Hey. No Johnny again this week, but he will return soon. But instead we have our wonderful colleague Alex with us. Hello. Um, who produces the podcast um, and does all his sound sound desk wizardry for us. So thanks Not for... sure what we'd do without Alex. Yeah. We wouldn't do this. <laughs> True. <laughs> To be fair. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd ask for an interesting fact first, Alex, before we dive into the content. Interesting fact for me? Yeah, an interesting fact. Okay. At the moment, I'm of day 12 of my prolonged fasting, aiming to go to 20, 30 days. <gasps> oh. Wow. That's impressive. But there's a lot of research on the benefits of fasting, which I presume that's why you do it. Yeah. Do you want to give us some? Well, I don't want to go too deep into details about this one, but uh, there is a lot of benefits. So basically that's the best self-healing mode. So if you have something you need to heal, or if you want to lose weight even, that's probably the best natural thing to do. Just think about in every single religion, there's fasting and that's not something that is yeah it's made by reason yeah i would just mess food too much to be honest yeah that's impressive my my day revol- revolves around food yeah but um so okay we've got to do the usual quick fire alex so you ready so actually the first i've never been more ready in my life <laughs> the first question you won't, you won't be ready for this first one because i've just seen it <laughs> this one really is probably not a great one but anyway we're gonna go with it Chocolate or cake? None of these, but if I need to, to, to just select one of those, it would be chocolate. Okay. Music or TV? Music, for sure. Google or Facebook? <laughs> That's an easy one. Yeah, Google. <laughs> Cycle or run? Cycle. Winter or summer? Well, that's interesting. I'll say both, but I mostly will enjoy winter. Why? Do you like the snow? No, it's just like uh, create a feeling of coziness. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when you get the fire you, on. You can be like on your own, you can be with yourself, more likely than you can be in the summer because there's always people, barbecues, parties, sun is shining very late at night mm. and it's harder to do. Not impossible, but it's harder. Yeah, fair enough. What would you pick, Jamie? Um, I I would probably pick winter as well. I I actually prefer the autumn, if I'm being honest. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. But, I didn't realise this was add an extra yeah. option. Also, summer is... I'm obviously biased for the golfing, but um, again, it's similar to what Alex was saying. You don't get much time to spend on your, by yourself in summer because I'm always golfing. Oh, fair enough. Okay, uh, last one. Video or podcast? Ooh. I'll say video. Go off the podcast then. (laughs) I suppose put them together and then you have a video podcast. Yeah. It all depends on the content, I'll say. If there is a podcast with great, great content, I will prefer it. But 
Mm-hmm. You know, also video is like a more short form or can be, which is mm-hmm. very, very good. So you can watch something 10 minutes and learn something interesting. Great. Cool. Let's get stuck in. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. So since you prefer video, I thought it might be a good idea to talk about YouTube and all kinds of video campaigns that we can run across there. Um, but before we detail those kind of different types of campaigns, why do we actually need to use YouTube as part of our marketing strategy, do you think? Well, um, YouTube is very important and it's been important probably in the last even 10 years, if you think in a little bit in the past. Uh, simply because the audience is over there. So uh, YouTube is the second most popular website after Google. Actually, actually, recently there was review that TikTok is even bigger than Google, mm. but TikTok is always is also video, which means, you know. That's interesting. I presume TikTok, did TikTok not start getting big maybe 20? 20. Yeah, I think it's actually been around for a lot longer than we think. But yeah, over lockdown and people doing those stupid dances and things. Songs have got really famous yeah. though, haven't they, through TikTok? Yeah, but pretty much every song in the charts is really from TikTok these days. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but YouTube is. I, I don't think TikTok will be around forever. I think YouTube will be a. Yeah. So the other reason is that they're almost. 2 billion people on YouTube, which means your audience is there, so you need to use it. And there is a lot of research and studies done, done by different uh, kind of companies saying that uh, just video will drive more than 80% of all web traffic in 2022 and even more. So that's why you need YouTube as a, like a mandatory part of your marketing strategy because you know audience is over there do you think people are lazy so prefer to have that sounds a bit pessimistic but prefer to be able to watch something it's easier to watch isn't it than sit and read a big long transcript or something i think it's more kind of a generational thing uh yeah people prefer to watch because it's just easier to digest rather than sit and read for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. So just imagine reading 20 minutes, like a big in-depth article, and then have this the same content digested in a video format. Probably it will be easier to watch it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> um, so how can we use YouTube within the marketing mix then? Well, I think there's a, a multiple ways you can use YouTube in your marketing mix. The first one is just organic part of the YouTube, which is something very big. And what I'm seeing that just the company, some companies putting really effort to develop their YouTube channel because YouTube channel is just a different science compared with us. So YouTube channel can be, you know, you need to have a strategy of uh, how much content you produce when you publish it, how you share it sharing your headlines, that's a, like a video ACO, your descriptions, your links to ex- external part of your business, etc., etc. There's biz- whole, whole businesses built on just YouTube, on YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, you know, there's like a creators that just do only YouTube as a, like a 
business and income. So that's the first part, like um, organic part. And then the second part will be ads, like what we are doing with um, YouTube ads, Google ads. Do people need a big audience already on their YouTube channel? Do they need a big audience? Yeah. You create it. Yeah. You create it. So you can start channel with zero subscribers. Yeah. And then if you have a right strategy, you can go to thousands, even millions in a year or two. Do but people that, tend to subscribe to videos? Like, do they actually do that? To video to channels? Yeah, yeah, to the channel, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm quite good. I, I quite like to subscribe to to YouTube channels because you get the notifications through when a new video is available. You kind of build up a bit of... I maybe don't subscribe so much to brands on YouTube, mm -hmm. but I definitely would be open to it. But you do subscribe to maybe like what Alex was saying, people that make that are that is their job. So they're like mm -hmm. actual kind of content producers and they probably upload content on a on a weekly basis. So you know when when it's uploaded you get a notification and things like that. That's the kind of benefits of subscribing. Yeah. That that's the thing. And you mentioned ads. Obviously, we work with a lot of YouTube ads. But what are you? What are the kind of the main ones that are available over there? Um, like, why would you use them? What's the kind of use case for them? And when, 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 when it's best to use them? Really. So in in YouTube, there's a lot of different part of uh, kind of ads. Um, so we can simply divide it by video ads and ads that are kind of banner ads, and. Um, they both work in a different way and can be used in a different kind of scenario based on your goals. But generally speaking, banner ads can be just a standard banner, 300 by 250, which is on watch page. And you can manage that through Google ads. There can be video inlay ads, which can be text or image. So that's a, a small, like a rectangular going over the video disturbing you of watching. <laughs> so that's kind of um, um, image ads, uh, banners, and then there's a lot, a lot of different kind of uh, video ads. So there is um, kind of in-stream ads, which is pre-rolls before the video. There is also um, discovery ads, which are basically on watch page, search page, and it's kind of a thumbnail. You click and go to specific video. Uh, there is uh, bumper ads, which are six seconds, non-skippable ads. Also, I forgot to say in-stream ads can be skippable or not skippable. Mm -hmm. So if it's skippable, you are able to skip that after five mm -hmm. seconds. If it's not speak, uh, skippable, you need to just watch it whole. Non-skippable is really preferred by the big brands because it works exactly like a TV ad. Mm -hmm. And you just need to watch it if you want to watch the content. Something they recently changed is that in probably two months ago, non-skippable were up to 15 seconds. Now they're up to 20 seconds. So they're expanding, Google, uh, Google expanding the length of non-skippable make it more like a tv format ad so probably soon it will be 30 seconds do you think that'll bother people do you think people will stop watching youtube not stop but fewer people will watch youtube videos if that's the case i don't know but i don't think so 
no f- are people still watching TV because of that? Oh, no, almost got that with ITV, to yeah. be honest. I always think that as long as the ad is relevant, you don't mind it being there, I think. And I think people get into that idea of, I don't want people knowing my data. I don't want, I don't want to accept cookies, all these things. But really, I mean, if you accept these cookies and build up a good kind of profile online for advertisers to target, you're going to get what you what you want to see in, in front of you. And I think with the things like the in-stream as well, they can become quite annoying if they're irrelevant. Um, I think that's also, I mean, I, we get a lot of that from clients, like why are my ads appearing X, Y, and Z on, on these channels? But a lot of it's to do with remarketing. Um, so you need to maybe consider that as well when you're making your ad. How can you get their message across within that five seconds that before it's skipped? Because a lot of people will skip them. To answer your question on will people get annoyed? Um, if they do get annoyed, there's a, there's options for them. There's I mean they can subscribe to YouTube Premium, which disables the ads. But when we serve ads, we don't want people to subscribe to YouTube Premium, so don't do that. But um, there are if people, if people get annoyed, then there are options for them. But I think the the way for them not to get annoyed is to just probably be a bit more understanding of cookies and I know we're going away from cookies but there is still going to be a kind of version of that going forward so just try and be wary that just because people are asking for your data doesn't mean that they're going to use it for the devil's work <laughs> yeah relevance is always the key and yeah. it's always trying to be as much as relevant because you know you see an ad if this ad is like a kind of resonating with you that's a good ad Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. So obviously we work predominantly within the events industry. So if we're thinking about YouTube and specifically putting it in, into the concept of events, how do we use that really for promoting these events? I think the best we've seen so far is like a, using two strategies. Uh, the first one is um, marketing, which means not previous users. So marketing using custom custom intent uh, targeting or something else, but custom intent works really, really well. So basically you use your, you know, your targeted keywords or something else, your competitor names and mm. something like that. Create an audience based on that. Put that together in a campaign, which is action based, which means that this, this campaign is working to get conversions and uh, you can basically use smart bidding. So that will be the, the, the campaign is trying to get uh, results that you want. And we, we really, really see good results. And the second part is remarketing, which can be exactly as a normal display remarketing. I have some data here. So um, YouTube, like a normal YouTube ads we're doing, we have conversion rate of uh, 2.85%. If you compare that with a normal display campaign, when it's 0. 0.35, uh, 34. So see that's uh, how many times higher conversion rate and remarketing is even better. So YouTube remarketing is around 10% and YouTube and the normal display remarketing is around 2%. So five times better performance. Wow. Is that data, is that from the campaigns that? Yeah, yeah, heard? that's like a, a data from last year. Yeah, I think the remarketing one's quite funny as well because it, it does 
obviously I, I can experience firsthand that does perform quite well and we do still get like some clients that are a bit more savvy and will want to go into the platforms and look where their ads are shown and things like that and they'll be like why are we getting such a good performance from like this random channel that's really probably got nothing to do with the business but if it's quite a big channel um and it's based off of remarketing that it, it doesn't really matter like it goes back to what alex was saying at the start that's where your your audience is going to be on youtube youtube's a massive platform people have a lot more going on in life than just one thing so they could be interested in gaming for example and you could remarket to them based on videos that they're watching they just don't happen to be watching a, a gaming video and that could be a really good performer for you so i think with it comes to remarketing it's not something you should like dig too deep into and channel wise just focus on things like the conversion rate like alex has just kind of highlighted yeah we, we had some questions from the client saying oh but why people are converting from this video and say yeah that's remarketing that's what they're watching so yeah. that's that's your audience one of the big ones is like um we get is like kids kids like tv because obviously they've probably put it on for their kid and then the ads popped up and they went oh that's quite interesting i'll i'll, I'll convert now whilst i'm like got the kid on my knee or something like that so that's quite a funny one that we always get but i find it quite interesting how remarketing works across there squadcast the tag digital podcast so thinking about video sometimes it might be a bit tricky for people to create the video or it might be quite time consuming so what would you suggest then if someone came to you and said okay we want to use video but we don't have very good content well all i would suggest i'll suggest to use our video service of course <laughs> shameless plug uh, yeah <laughs> it's uh, at the first there's a lot of options to do video so a lot of free online tools it just depends what kind of quality you want to get if you want to get a good quality you probably need to to ask someone which is video production company or video production service specialized in doing video for internet, video for YouTube, video for Facebook, because that's very, very different from kind of uh, doing a TV ad. It's just a different kind of content. I'll also share that something, I can't remember what was the brand. I can remember at the moment, but when they shoot, the, yeah, uh, Heineken, when they shoot their video, video ads for whatever, 2019, they spent, let's say, three days shooting for a normal TV ads, and they spent five days shooting only for uh, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. So you can see there's even shift in production of video. So now the big brands know that people are on internet, they're on TV as well, but most of them are on internet all the time. So they know that they need to produce specific content for internet, for YouTube, for Facebook, for TikTok, to whatever video platform. So obviously, yeah, there's shift in mindset in, for big brands as well. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, maybe clients have a lot of content, like video content from events and things like that. They just haven't pieced it all together. So obviously the video service we offer is very good for that as well. But there are, like you said, there's there's tons of options out there as well. I'm not just going to plug, plug ours. And but the YouTube bumper ads. Yeah, the bumper, the bumper machine. Bumper machine. Yeah, that's that's a new kind of innovation from Google Ads. So uh, basically, if you've got like a long, I'm laughing at me for saying innovation, but <laughs> it's a new product from Google um, where you, if you have longer form content, longer form video, 
um, you can put that through the bumper machine. I think it's, I believe it's still in beta. It might not be. Um, it might just be coming out of that. But basically, if you've got longer form content, like I said, you can put it through the bumper machine and it'll split it into kind of six second chunks. Um, and you can basically run a, a bumper, a YouTube bumper campaign off the back of that. So I guess that's probably quite dependent on what the video is. If it doesn't lend itself well to the six second chunks, then I would avoid against it, but um, I recommend against it even. So um, yeah, that's just another option um, that kind of covers that question. Yeah, there's, I just want to add something here. If you, just to give you more context, if you know how, how it works, the bumper machine as a technology. So basically they get the video and then do a frame by frame. So you have 25 or 30 frames in every single second. So they, they just divide it by frames and then the artificial intelligence analyze any of this picture and decide where it can be kind of split it logically, like a something like can be um, like completed something, completed video, and then create this small up to six video ads. That's how it works at the back end. Cool. Very interesting. Are there any other YouTube strategies that you'd recommend people should be using within events? But events, I mean, it's everything is contextual. I'll say it depends on the event. There's a lot of strategies that can be used. Like, um, I don't know. For example, I'll give you an example of something I tried and it works well. So, but that's not applicable for everyone. That's mm -hmm. what I want to say. It's applicable for some sort of campaign, some, some, it depends on context. So basically, imagine that you want to advertise specific um, service, let's say security cameras. And then that's, you know, that's a whole business and there's a, a brand doing security cameras. And there's in, in this business, uh, there's, let's imagine there's a big competition. And when people are in consideration mode, they're most of the time going to YouTube doing comparison. Oh, do you want to get uh, this security camera or that security camera? So they type blah, 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 VS, blah, blah, blah. And they watch reviews, videos, etc. So if you get these kind of keywords, brand keywords or best security cameras, like do a normal keyword list, then scrape the YouTube results, which means you get, for example, top 100 results for this specific keyword search on YouTube, you end up with 100 videos and then you can put your ads on these specific videos. And that's magical because, cool. you know, if I'm a brand doing that business, then my ad can appear if everyone comparing this of that to other competitors, me and other competitor, or just randomly searching for benefits of using that product. Yep. So that's interesting strategy. It's very contextual. I think I think that's like I think that would work really well, especially for that industry. I guess another strategy. It's it's not like a, per se a different strategy, but it's kind of going on expanding on like remarketing, for example. So you, you there's not just like web visitor remarketing and and like data list remarketing out there. You can do things, especially across YouTube, like remarketing to people. Going back, I guess, to if you've if you've got a very big following over on YouTube. You can remarket to people who are subscribers of your YouTube channel, who have watched X percentage of your videos. 
um, that obviously builds up like a valuable audience because you know that they're they're not only like a kind of loyal to your business, but they're they're kind of very engaged with your content. So that's probably low hanging fruit over there. Just if you've got your YouTube linked to your Google Ads, you can access that audience and target them over there. And that's probably one of the reasons you need to like work strategically of developing your YouTube channel. Because when you do that and you have audience, you can use it for promoting something from your business or promoting someone else's business. So you can basically rent your audience to someone else, but you need to have it, of course. Cool. So thinking about YouTube ads, which we are, obviously, which are, what are the latest updates other than the ones that you've mentioned? The latest updates, I think... um, um, one of the things that introduced recently is that called uh, video action campaigns, which actually combine the power of both uh, discovery and in-stream ads. So there is more placement you can see in ads and there is like extended uh, kind of uh, call to action, headlines, titles, etc. So you have more kind of content in clickable content in ads. We tried a few times, I mean, it's it's something relatively new, probably three months, Jamie. Is that yeah, I would, I would say they're kind of just slowly kind of pushing it as the kind of new norm um, in comparison to what we have been doing in the past. But I, I do think, like you said, they're, I think they're now called responsive video ads that you can run across there. So that is, they're a bit more or less similar to and have a much wider kind of reach across the platform, similar to like the responsive display ads. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's something new and... I'll just suggest to, if you have a chance, use it because mm-hmm. it, the campaigns we've done, a few of them, they have really, really good results. And I think the data that you've sh- you mentioned earlier highlights the importance of video. Um, okay, so final question for you both. What's your favourite YouTube video? My favourite YouTube video or favourite YouTube channel? channel. Okay. Um, well, you've told me that. I, I haven't actually subscribed to any YouTube yeah, channels, but... My favourite YouTube channel, if I didn't say anything else in this, my wife Amy would kill me, is uh, a guy called The Tim Tracker, which most people will know. He goes to Walt Disney World every single day, pretty <gasps> much. And he releases a video every single day, and he's built up that channel. F- I mean, it's years, years, years old. And um, he goes every single day. Well, he either goes to like he lives out in Orlando, and he goes to like um, like Disney World, Universal, Sea World, oh, Bush Gardens. Like, and I, I love. What do you mean? That's where I'm going on my honeymoon. So that I love all the sort of stuff like that. So what's he do? Just going all the rides? Uh, he he does a lot of like the media events, like because obviously they are. I mean, that's how the world works. They get influencers on. And go back to the influencer chat that we had, but yeah, they get like. Um, like faces in the media and and they review like all the special events that are coming up what's happening like next season and then just anything new that's happening in the parks very fun i mean it's fun to me but i am definitely gonna get on board with that i'll let you know next time what i think yeah. what about you i was just thinking what is my i am subscribed for a lot of channels because i like the content but the, the one that just striking my head at the moment is there is uh, a guy called Rick Beato, probably you don't know it, so he's kind of, um, it's basically 
channel about music theory, about analyzing song from the charts, what is the chord progression, how it works, all that stuff. And he's like a multi-instrumentalist, so he can play bass, guitar, all that stuff, and then can explain very deep and in detail like what's behind this. So I really enjoy probably every single day I watch one or two of the of his video. And basically that's that's actually a good example. So he was a acting musician and then at some point he started doing YouTube channel like five years and now he has a million subscriber and he just developed whole business around this channel. And he probably loves doing that as well. So Yeah, of course. That's fun. Yeah, I think there's another video that you showed me. I don't I think it was you that showed me, but there was a guy it's, it definitely sounds right up your street that his channel is based around just learning stuff within like a very short period of time and like mastering it as a skill. So I think one of the videos was like, I'm going to learn how to pull an apple apart in one day. I think that was you that showed me that. Maybe not. But if not, I can't remember his name. He's a Scottish guy from Dundee, I think. Um, he's oh, really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's really good. Oh. What's your favourite YouTube Well, I don't thing? subscribe to channels, but... What I use YouTube most for is cooking stuff, I think, or how to. The last time I used YouTube was last night for how to descale my coffee machine. So that's not very exciting, but I needed the video. Did so. you get any good ads? Um, I thought you were going to say, did you fix your coffee machine? Because I actually didn't. It didn't work. Anyway, um, any good ads? can't say I um, noticed yesterday because I was kind of doing it whilst doing other things, so. Yeah, it's it's really, I'll share something else which is interesting for me. So I, ha I had a chat with a friend of mine, which is like my age, and we was talking that, you know, what's happening now that we shift our way of searching. So we're not searching on Google, we're searching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you want to see something, how to do it, you just go on YouTube, type it, see the results, yeah. whatever like you're happy with, click on that and watch it rather than um, kind of read an article and he said, I'm too old to read. <laughs> I think my I think my focus was on something else and it was me doing that descaling the coffee machine as an extra task. So I didn't want to have to read a full article on it i just wanted someone to show me exactly what i needed to do yeah i think even with like the like this goes back to the importance of youtube in general but when you even if you search for like a how-to in google search as opposed to youtube the top results tend to always be just with the way that google's going tend to be videos now so that's just that's actually probably what i did do yeah. rather than go to youtube to then yeah. search so cool well, great. Thanks, Alex, for a great discussion today. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.